On the show today, we'll talk the ninth World of Outlaws confirmed sprint car driver. High Limit fills a TBA 100,000 to win modified race and High Limit's possible Paul Silva situation. Let's go. It's Wednesday, December 13th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. In the never-ending world of sprint car news uh, we are in at the moment, the uh, Tuesday highlight was another signee for the World of Outlaws. Becoming the ninth driver to commit for 2024, Noah Gass was announced as returning for his third season. Gass ended up 2023 12th in the Outlaw standings with a best finish of 7th that came uh, on the opening night of the Ironman 55 weekend back at Peevely. And that was that feature that was shortened to 21 laps because of track conditions, if you might remember, uh, where Corey Day got uh, up into the fence and caused a bunch of damage. Uh, Gas added top five finishes in weekly competition at Husets and in the two Power Eye shows at Tri-State in Oklahoma at the end of the season. Looking at the statistics, very similar looking year from 2022, uh, which was his rookie year. Uh, what really stands out to me, though, as an improvement for Gas and that 20G team uh, is feature appearances. In 2022, it was 32, but this past season, it was 43. So that similar average finish actually was better since he was making more shows and hence making more money. Gas was a guy we'd heard was potentially looking at going to a pick and choose schedule for 2024, but this is a type of a team that will be helped by this split between the two national sprint car series and fewer full-time outlaw teams. I'm sure the doubling of the tow money and the bump in purses will help this team and their chances are better for a higher points finish. Gas joins at David Gravel, Gio Selzy, Logan Schuhart, Donnie Schatz, Sheldon Hoddenshield, Brock Zierfoss, Landon Crawley, and Bill Rose as current full-time committed outlaws. The addition of a Roth car would bring this up to 10, which I heard could be you know, announced here very shortly. Uh, and there's a lot of chatter about it. And uh, if the JJR 41 goes outlaws, that would bring them to 11. With so many cars likely headed for high limit, you have to wonder if any of those other teams that are, uh, you know, kind of on the fringes, still trying to make a decision, are going to consider, uh, you know, making a, a change at this moment. An 11 or 12 car outlaw field might be easier to take down some cash versus a 16 or 18 car high limit group, especially for teams uh, that might end up lower down the order. High limit did fill another TBA on Tuesday as well with the announcement that Lawrenceburg is on their schedule for 2024. High Limit will go there on May 31st. That's in between stops at Grandview in Pennsylvania on May 28th and Butler Motor Speedway in Michigan on June 1st. Lawrenceburg uh, is transitioning to new promoters for next year and were initially left off the two National Wing Sprint Car calendars. I believe the one remaining TBA now for High Limit is September 25th. That's in between Eldora and Florence. So we'll weigh on that one as well. While we're talking High Limit, something I thought about around this charter discussion and have brought up with a few industry friends this week is the Paul Silva situation. Brad Sweet clearly has his own car owner in Casey Kane in mind when he talks about the charters, trying to create something of value for a guy like Kane, who's been involved in team ownership for so long, is a big focus for them in creating this charter system. If the 49 team runs top five in 2024 in high limit points, which seems like a foregone conclusion at this point, uh, that would mean at least one charter spot for Kane. But the other high limit owner in Kyle Larson won't necessarily have his car owner guaranteed a seat at the table. Larson is set for probably less than half the high limit schedule, and that would mean the Silva 57 wouldn't be eligible to get a charter even if Larson won the midweek championship. The high limit docs do say perfect attendance. So does that mean Silva is okay not benefiting from this different model? We know he hasn't run a full series in a very long time, so maybe it doesn't matter to him. Or would he campaign a second driver in the seat to keep the attendance up and hope that that driver 
combined with Larson, would be good enough to stay up in the standings. You'd think if these guys were setting up a system like this, the first to benefit would be their own car owners, but maybe that's not in the cards for Silva. It's an interesting thought experiment and would be a great question for the elusive car owner and crew chief. Uh, Just something fun to chew on today. Let me know what your thoughts are about that down in the comments below. We talked yesterday on the show about the Word of Outlaws late model rookie class for 2024 and two additions to it from PRI. Late in the day yesterday, though, thanks to a Facebook post, we got word about the return of a driver from last season. Kay Dillard is looking for marketing partners for their 97 cars with plans to start the year at the Wild West Shootout at Vado Speedway Park. That's coming up here in early January. Then they're going to return and follow the Outlaws all season again. He was 10th in the 2023 series standings. He had two top fives and 17 top tens during the year. I believe the addition of Dillard would take the Outlaws to 10. Currently, he joins Bobby Pierce, Nick Hoffman, Ryan Gustin, Todd Cooney, Max McLaughlin, Dustin Sorensen, Tristan Chamberlain, Cody Overton, and Parker Martin. I think there are still quite a few more to come for the Outlaws over the next month or so, so stay tuned. I could see this field swelling um, you know, well into the mid-teens or beyond that. Another topic I hadn't gotten a chance to hit on yet was the 100,000 to win modified race that's coming to Mississippi Thunder Speedway in 2024. That's being promoted by XR and Barry Braun. It's called The Big Deal, and they'll run it May 30th through June 1st with the event open to all modified sanctions. Outside of the $100,000 to win, it's also $2,500 to start with a total $300,000 purse. They opened up the entry process and sold out more than 200 spots in, I think, just a day or two. At last check, they had 212 modifieds and 61 B-mods, and they had opened up a waitlist situation for anybody else that wanted to maybe get in if somebody fell out. That entry list is quite the mix of drivers as well. Includes names like Longhorn Chassis owner Steve Arpin, Scott Bloomquist, Brandon Shepard, Shannon Babb, Ricky Thorne Jr., Jimmy Owens, plus modified standouts from the USMTS, UMP, and many more. I think the number of wins and sanctions on that entry list is substantial, to put it lightly. You can see the full entry list and more details over at onumdm.com. That's One Nation Under Modifieds, Dirt Modifieds. So onumdm.com. Uh, here in North Carolina, we found out late last week that Ray Cook will not open the Tri-County Racetrack in Brasstown for the 2024 season. Tri-County was home to a regular weekly program, plus it hosted traveling series like Cook's Spring and Southern Nationals, Late Model Tours, uh, uh, and the SCDRA, the Carolina Sprint Tour, and the Flow Racing Night in America Late Models. Cook doesn't own the Speedway and was informed by the owners, the Wimpy family, that they plan to put it for sale. The hope is that it remains a racetrack, but the future is clearly ambiguous at this point. I looked around a bit online to find the details on the track's real estate listing, but couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm not sure what the price is, what they're looking to get, or when it would actually end up being listed. Cook's schedules for his late model series were released at PRI, and the Spring Nationals will get started February 29th at Waycross. That 15 race schedule will then end May 26th at Duck River, and then the Southern Nationals series will start in July. You can find more information over at southernnationalsseries.com. On the Dirt Racing Podcast front this week, Hoagie's Garage has Bill Baylog and Joe Rowe. Dunwich on Dirt has Ben McCall. Uh, Racing Roundup has Devin Borden. And there are new episodes of Quick Time, Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks, uh, Dirt Track Confessions, and TJ Slideway's Open Wheel Spectacular. We've also added two new shows to the podcast page this week. One is the Plum Wild Podcast. They focus on dirt sim racing. Their most recent guest was Hunt the Front's Jesse Intrican. Uh, the other is Ben Dethridge's Getting Up to Speed podcast. Ben is involved in the NARC Sprint Car Series out west and posts uh, a few episodes a week, actually. Uh, he features interviews with all sorts of different racing people. Recent guests include Shane Hopkins, Jake Andriotti, and Brian Liskai. 
To see all of these shows and all of the episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. That's it for the show today. Don't forget all merch is on sale over at shop.dirttracker.com. I'll get orders out just as quickly as I can. uh, So hopefully we can guarantee delivery by Christmas. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.